Okay, now I'm asking that. Did you sleep? Did you sleep well last night? Oh, what the fuck, Christian? He's muted. Unmute yourself, dog. Yes, I muted you. My wife was telling me some new stuff she discovered about herself. I I can't repeat it, unfortunately. No, you don't repeat it. I'm just gonna go inside. I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> okay. I'll just say it's about her vagina. Uh, okay. Oh shit! Hey guys. Hey dude. Oh my god! What is the timer? Wonderful. Oh man. There you That's go. She knows when I do this podcast. She could have told me this at any time, but she chose to tell me right now. Right now. Hey, we having sex later? Sure. Awesome. We booked it, guys. Good. Yay. Accomplishing things together. That's great. That's right. Mike, are you drinking a beer? Oh, uh, I should, shouldn't I? I mean, it's kind of like the prerequisite for the show. Oh, yeah, give me a second. Unprepared for the podcast. So when I'm doing the show, yeah, my wife likes them. You know, you know my backyard set up with these two patio doors. Yes. Yeah, she likes to come put them on the glass and distract me while I'm doing shit. Ah. <laughs> yeah. oh, good. I'm not complaining at all. Good. I actually got I actually got one in a text message from some friends of ours the other day. Uh, <laughs> we went out and party, and then when I got home, I had a text message with. Uh, my buddy's wife's boobs on them, so that was nice. What? I'll what? say thank. I will say thank you, Andrew, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, is that He's not that. <laughs> is that uh, Andrew that I think it is? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I gave his wife a purple ner- purple nurple in high school or junior. Oh yeah, I believe it. Man, I feel like I told somebody about this. Was this not you? You probably did. She <laughs> yeah, she. She gave me a purple nerfle and I told her I'd like not to do it again or I'd do it back to her. She did it again, so <laughs> so I gave her one back. Yeah. I'll fair. I've I've done the exact same thing. It really pissed her husband off, but he can't <laughs> work with me again. I was also like in seventh grade, so it was kind of an excuse to touch oh, a yeah. you know, we were men and women. Different times. She, she would be canceled now. You would be canceled now. Absolutely. I was talking to Mike about that the other day. Like, you what? I, y'all are white guys, so yeah, y'all would get canceled. <laughs> I'm a yeah. black guy, so they have to cancel none of us or both of us. Well, yeah, it's, it's really hard to be a, a straight white man in these days. It's scary. You know, it, it's just not as easy as it used to be. It's like you're, you guys are getting held accountable for shit that you're not used to being held accountable for. Nah. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> still not. Irresponsible white folks. Oh, to be middle class and white, it's it's rough. It is rough. Let's uh, see. Anyway, how is it, guys? Tell me how it's rough. Let's do that. What stresses you out when you wake up and before you leave the house? Well, to be fair, Micah also was kind of, we, we both grew up kind of as a minority where we were. Not kind of, no. we were straight up minorities. We straight up minorities. minority. I, I, I learned through Boy Scouts, I took citizenship in the community that white people were 9% 
of the population down there. Nine percent. Nine percent. Let me pause you guys real quick. I asked you what stresses you out now, and then you went to where you grew up and being a minority. Like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about right now. What weighs on you when you wake up before you leave the house? Like, what what extra stress do you have? Well, I don't leave the house. That's that's a big stress. I don't really leave the house either. All of y'all leave the house way more than I do. That's true. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> I hate you guys. Oh, man. Hey, Everything stresses me out. Have we talked about who Micah is and why we have him on the show? No. Micah, where are you going to Well, I missed last week because <laughs> I got Eddie B's eating steak and bananas foster. It's delicious. Oh, that's right. That's right. You had, you had a date. And, uh, and then um, I think Christian invited me on because he wanted to talk about punishments with me. That's yeah, right. we're going to talk about discipline for children. Creative yeah. discipline. Not, not, the, not the other kind of punishment. This is no. This is not a BDSM podcast. No, no, no. no. I mean, oh, we yeah. can talk about BDSM on here. We may pivot at some point. Uh, I am. I knew Justin <laughs> back in junior high and high school. Maybe elementary. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember either. And then uh, we all play Dungeons and Dragons and role playing games together on Tuesday nights. Now we're, we're that's, super what, that's, cool. what we, that's what we do as adults. As as kids, we just got high together and drink beers. Hey man, my mom might listen to this podcast. Oops. I mean, no, she won't. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we drink beer and go high together. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and we went to the same church. Oh, that's right. We did go to the same church too. Father Roy. Uh, when's the last time any of you guys went to church outside of like a wedding or funeral? Um, three weeks ago. Damn. Okay. I, go, I do it. I watch church services every uh, every Sunday, but I can't, can't actually go to church. You can't. Oh, because yeah, COVID. Rona. So I went. I went like uh, three weeks ago for my. It was my nephew's first communion. So. Okay. God damn it! That doesn't count. I'm still pretty religious. I spent like six months living in Zimbabwe as a missionary back in 2008. What? In Zimbabwe? Yeah. You want to talk about being a minority, man? I was the only white person in the country. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. What'd you do there? I just, I lived at a mission hospital um, and just helped out. It was like, uh, painted a building, helped dig a well. Yeah. And stuff. Picked up firewood. Okay. Um, it was pretty cool. I, I'm actually still very close with uh, the hospital had a, a nursing school attached to it and um i got really close to a guy no shit his name is simba yes and uh we are actually still good friends to this day he named his first son sean micah after me wow he got really upset because everyone called his son sean instead of micah so we had a <laughs> second child he named the second child micah afana Oh shit! So everyone calls him Micah. So he named two of his sons after me. <laughs> Dude, you like save this guy from a burning building? Jesus Christ! And uh, well, he lives in he's in Dublin right now. He just passed his test to become a nurse. My family paid for him to fly up there and all that stuff. So now he's he just like like a week ago passed or two weeks ago passed oh. his uh, his nursing test. So he's going to start. 
um, saving money to fly the rest of his family up to go live with him, get the hell out of Zimbabwe. Oh, fucking A, cool. That country sucks. Well, I mean, I love the country, but like, it's very poorly run, so. Right. Uh, Man, speaking of poorly run countries. <laughs> speaking of. <clears throat> Which old mentally incapacitated white man are y'all planning on voting for? N- neither of them. Yeah, I'm yeah. Jim Jorgensen. I'm, I've, I haven't voted anything but Libertarian in over a decade. Yeah, I'm doing Jorgensen too. I'm not a huge fan of Libertarians either, but at least they try to leave people the fuck alone. Yes. That's the party leave, of Leave Me the Fuck Alone. That's leave pretty me the fuck alone. <laughs> party of Leave Me the Fuck Alone. Hey, so is your mom going to listen to this podcast? Because. No, no. Because I wrote the. Uh, the sponsor, she might find it offensive. Is it Boys Town again? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, she's, she's not going to listen to this. Okay. 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 Good, good. Good. She didn't even know about this. I didn't think she would. There's no way we're that popular. You think that he cleared it with his mom first? <laughs> hey, mom, I'm going to guest star on this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom is going into Fuckery Island this week. One hundred percent for sure. Which I, mean, know, I guess we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Christian, are you on your phone? No, you're not. You're you're on your tablet. Yes. What's the problem? Okay, nothing. It just you you muffle if someone else talks. Okay. Micah doesn't muffle. Christian fell asleep last night. <laughs> Most people fall asleep at night, Micah. We were, we were we were all yelling your name, trying to wake you up, and you were doing the the head nod, like you're like a bobblehead. It was awesome. I was laughing my ass off. I I had to uh, mute myself because I couldn't stop laughing, and David was trying to tell the story. Yeah, you don't even know the story. You don't even know the story ending, Christian. I have yeah. no idea, bro. I just saw a screenshot of me sleep in the fucking group chat. Some fucking <laughs> boat watcher you are. Oh my god! You yeah, watch the boat. You know what the last we heard about you was like there were like women crawling up onto the boat with like sticks to beat you and catch it. Mm-hmm. They found you sleeping apparently. So and they murdered <laughs> you. Caught me sleeping. Caught me slipping. They murdered O Jethro. Jethro. Right. My troubles are over now. I've gone to the great beyond. He is. Christian was just soothed by the sound of my Maryland accent so much that he fell asleep. Yes, the Maryland accent. It was very consistent. <laughs> I wouldn't call it soothing so much as my consciousness literally fled my body so that I wouldn't have to hear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I, I can't do impressions, man. I can't do. <laughs> I, I'm just so bad about it. All that matters is that you tried. Well, I mean, everyone, everyone had a southern draw. I'm like, <laughs> everybody copied me is what happened. Uh, all right. Bro. Should we start this? I'm not trying to be on here all night. I haven't eaten all day. I got to go do stuff later. Yeah. I have, a, I have a fantasy football draft at 830 I have to do. Sure. Oh, so, yeah, we can hustle. So, we got to get off before then. Get to it. Um, let's see. All right. <clears throat> uh, 
this is Alcoholics Autonomous, a show about everything and nothing. The only paranormal you'll find here is a bottle of sour mash. If you want to follow along at home, take a drink when you hear us say, Hey, hey. please play responsibly as we are not accountable for legal issues or failed relationships. I'm Justin. This is Christian. Hey. This is Micah. Hey. Hey, Micah. You can follow the show on Twitter at underscore drink freely. You can follow Christian underscore we drunk, or you can follow myself at 10 beers with an O, not a zero. Today's show is being brought to you by Dyer's Dildos and Sex Shop. We pride ourselves on having a dick of every taste, young and old, big or small. You're sure to find what you're looking for at Dyer's. And if we don't have it in stock, we'll go out and find your dick for you, or we'll make a custom-made one in our molding shop, where you can order sports figures, movie celebrities, and rock stars with our quick ordering process. And if you call now, we've got the two-inch Punisher available for $29.99. Call or clip today. Dyers, home of the biggest dicks in town. When size matters and you need it quick, think Dyers still doesn't sex shop. I'm sorry, did you say two-inch Punisher? The two-inch Punisher, bro. <laughs> it's this meme I've been showing everybody because it has Leonardo DiCaprio laughing, but he has a bald head, and I think it looks like Justin. Did you not see this? Uh, also, I, I, I started laughing my ass off because... My secret Santa here. My secret Santa gave me a Clona Willie. Clona Willie. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfect. It's a, it's it's easy to make. Step one: mix the body safe molding powder with water. Pour mixture in a tube and insert erect penis. Pull away mold and fill with body safe silicone. Slide out an exact copy of your own penis. Wow. And then do you give uh, that to a friend? Uh, never used. Um, I'm going to re gift that. <laughs> oh, it's a, no, it's a, it's really? a vibrating no, one also. It vibrates too? Oh, vibrating. And that's the color of it right there, that chocolatey. Oh, goodness. wow. Nice. Clone that's Willy. Clone Willy. Yeah. Justin, is this something that you would give to like your girlfriend or something? I don't have a girlfriend, and I don't, I don't know if I want one. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my internet friend. So we send each other. Sometimes they're very thoughtful. Yes, sometimes they're pretty messed up. So I'm Good. gonna be like, I wish I had internet friends, and then I was like, wait, Mike is literally an internet friend. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like six or seven internet friends you get together with every other week. Hey, what I was about Clona Willie. <laughs> what a name. Like, my, dad, my dad got me dick soap one year, and it was like a vagina that you would use to like clean your dick. It had like a hole in it. It was like a ring. Yeah. How often did you use it? I it, he shipped it in the mail and it got there like um it got hot and it melted. <laughs> so it was just this fucking block of soap by the time I got it. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't have the heart to like carve out, you know, a custom made one. Come on, bro. <laughs> Get it nice and warm and, and clone it on somebody else's. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Which I didn't, I didn't know this till recently, but a bunch of porn stars have, um, they've like gone into partnership with Fleshlight. Oh yeah, and they've made molds of their vaginas, so you oh, can buy wow. your favorite porn stars flashlight. Yeah, yeah, ab- like, absolutely. 
banger, I guess. I don't know. What's what's the process of molding your vagina? How do they do that? I don't, why would Micah know this? I'm, I'm yeah, just curious. I'm PBS documentary on it. You know? <laughs> I'm just curious how this yeah. happened. We gotta get you. We gotta get a porn star on the podcast so we can ask them how this works. That sounds like a great idea. I know a girl that did. I, I vote for Abella Danger. That's who I vote for. I want her on the podcast. Bella and in other ways, but mostly I know a on the podcast. Girl did uh, girls do porn? Girls do porn? Yeah. Have you heard of that? They got in big uh-huh. trouble. It's a they like they they'd fly out girls to California and tell them we're going to make it. They tell them like we're going to do some modeling. Then they get there. And they're like, no, you're actually gonna make a porn. <laughs> and the girls would be like, no, I don't want to do that. And they're like, well, no, it's 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 a porn for um, uh, some rich guy in Australia. And the girls would be like, okay, and like, <laughs> and then they'd make like two thousand dollars. So it's like it's like amateur amateur porn. Like these girls, yeah. they've never done that before. And uh, anyways, this girl that I know, I worked with her roommate in college, and. Uh, this girl like called them up and was like, Hey, I want to make a porn. I need $2,000. What what a fucking entrepreneur. I love it. Yeah. Well then, so she had a boyfriend at the time and of course, like everyone finds out about it. Um, and she's wearing an A&M shirt during it. So the school was like thinking about, uh, like suing the shit out of her, but then they found out that poor girl's life was ruined anyways. Uh, Anyways, no. she recently got married. So. Oh, good. Hey. Could ask her questions, I guess. I don't know. She got rehabilitated. I guess. And I think she had a thing for Juan for a while. I'm not sure. She what? I think she had a thing for Juan. Ah, we saw Juan this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, who else did you see, motherfucker? I saw Micah. I saw Juan. I saw Justin. I hadn't seen that motherfucker. Dude, he's like a... Holy shit. This guy, he's fucking, he used to be a little pipsqueak Christian. He was like, you know, 89 pounds soaking wet. Now he's like a man with a beard. Like, hadn't seen him in 15 years. Just crazy. He's also manly. like, got Do drunk, you could quote everything about Jaws. All the oh time. my God, we're at the bar. <laughs> we- <laughs> I haven't seen you fucking wearing any masks in those photos. Uh, now we were yeah. drinking. Well, you see, I wore my mask from the door to the table. Yes. And therefore, I was safe. Yes. Door to the like, table. Tag. I was on base. <laughs> You're okay. on base. Exactly how COVID works. You're on base. As long as you're on base, COVID to, cannot get According to public health uh, officers. All the corona is at the entrance and the exits and the bathrooms. That's where all the That's the only place you can get it. That's the only, you can't get it with the table. No. Well, there was some dude dropped a hot loaf in the bathroom while we were there, and I went into uh. a pee. And I was very thankful to have a mask on because it was oh it, it, it would have been worse without it. Did he not flush? Put a little Vicks vapor rub inside that mask. Yeah, he did. He did flush, but I don't think he flushed fast enough because you could smell it out in the hallway outside of it. That might have been Hector and why he was asleep later when I found him. Oh, that big ass shit took it out of him. And then the best oh. part, one of the coolest. Well, we we're quoting <coughs> quoting Jaws and the bartender's name is Martin, and I used to always say, "Damn it, Martin." Because that's like his thing. So not only did we give him a bunch of damn it Martins that night, but he came over to that barbecue I told you I had to be at. And uh, everybody there all fucking night long. Damn it, Martin. So now it's like ingrained in his skull. 
my favorite part about that night. Huh? So what is a barbecue that you literally have to be at? That's what you said. Barbecue Me? I had to be at. I had to be at a barbecue for uh, with, with Gene because I told him, hey, let's get together Sunday and barbecue. And Ah, CRT man. Yes. All right, fine. You Dude, had to be there. He got rid of all the CRTs. No! Why did he call us? Yep. So it's all it's all uh he I mean TVs are still there. He's still got like six TVs, but it's they're they're all like the old flat screens now. Like the we have like twenty seven CRTs, bro. I, I was thinking yeah. about Robin. Yeah. My he had like TV on top, on top of TV, like stacked too 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 high all the way down his back patio with fucking he would have like wrestling and NASCAR going at the same time. We just like he's got like 18 barbecue pits out there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we just anytime I'm in town, try and make one night at Jeans where we can all barbecue, get together, drink beer. Otherwise, man, I would have fucking been there to go duff hunt for sure. It was all right. Duff hunting was a uh it was damn hot. It was very, very Did hot. Did you shoot any Did I what? Did you shoot any dubs? Um, I shot four. No, I shot five. Three of them went into the bushes and I couldn't find them. One landed in the lake and one I was able to actually keep. So we lost. We uh, All total, we shot ten doves and we lost that many as well. Y'all were just murdering birds for fun at this point. Yes. I mean, we wanted to eat them. They're, they're delicious, but... If I if you wing one and it flies away, I mean they weren't dead. This murdering bird they couldn't fly anymore. Broke two of his legs. My bad. How how quick can you can you clean a, a dove? Oh, it's like really yeah, twenty seconds maybe. I've never had to do it, so I have no idea. You rip it open and pull the because you're just eating the breast, so you just rip it open and pull the breast out. But the oh, rest okay. Of the dishes. Okay. Gotta get um, that delicious titty meat. That's the it. Grange did something cool. He shot a bird and it came spiraling out of the sky and he caught it. Ah, cool. Like that's pretty impressive. Okay. Props, sir. Um Yeah, my my, my favorite part about being at the bar, apart that was the first time I've been at a bar in like six months. Yeah. Um, apart from your sister throwing a drink all over me, uh, <laughs> was when Martin would just hold up his phone and tell the entire bar, he go, everyone, boo this man. <laughs> and the entire bar would be like, boo. And that yeah. like three or four times that night. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun bar, man, when the, those guys are working. And um, then those, like, those attractive women all showed up out of the blue. That was weird. But cool at the same time, I guess. Yeah, I was talking with their pimp, or not really their pimp, just the guy <laughs> that was with them. The guy that brought him. I'm pretty sure he offered me cocaine, and I turned uh-huh. it down. Um, but I was like, "What are y'all doing here?" And he's like, "Well, uh, there's occupancy li- limits on all the bars down here, so you get on a list, and they call you. So oh, we're just no hanging shit. out here waiting for them to call us to go to a club." Huh. I was like, oh. "Man." I have no desire to ever go to a club ever again. Me either, dude. Yeah, I know the last time I went to a strip club, I didn't even get any dances. It was I was there for a bachelor party. I just paid for the bachelor to get dances. I got uh, zero. I think they were waiting for like a club, like a dance club to go yeah. to. Yeah. It was a club called Uptown, is what they were waiting for. 
Okay. Uh, I didn't like clubs before this. I didn't like crowds before this. And <laughs> I just has sealed it. Me not having to see people for six months. Like, it's like, yeah, this is, this is how I should be. Yeah. They showed that picture. Have y'all seen the picture of the uh, socially distanced concert where they have like, mm-hmm. it's all like, roped off. Was- like you have like sections roped off for you I and your friends to hang out in. I was like, that's amazing. how concerts should be from now on, just regardless. Yes. Like, huh. I have to go buy a buy pitcher it. of beer and like have to fight my way back to my friends. Get a pitcher, you get like your own little table, or how is it? And yeah. Think of it like a fucking small wrestling ring. Like it's lifted, it's roped off, and it's just you and your buddies in there. And then everybody else is like six to ten feet away from you in their own little wrestling ring. And then we get yeah. to wrestle? You what? Huh? And we get, we get to wrestle. I mean, you, I mean, you can. <laughs> you, you you bought the platform. You rented the platform. Whatever you wrote it. Show up in a cool costume. It's like a John Mayer concert. You're just like going off the top rope, <laughs> <laughs> smashing onto the table like a Buffalo Bills game. Yeah. I thought this was like a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> oh, that would be fucking cool. <laughs> All right. Do we have football what did y'all say? Uh, he, he's trying to get into the uh, kid discipline. Ah, okay. We have football tomorrow. Yes, we do, finally. I think it's going to be a terrible game. I don't even know who's playing. Texans Chiefs. Even though by the time people, by the time people are hearing this, it'll be the same day. That's true. Uh, it's uh, it's Texas. I mean, I'm sorry. It's Chiefs minus nine and a half. Who's your money on, Justin? Chiefs minus nine and a half. Mine too. But yeah. hey, maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe we'll be wrong. I hope it's entertaining, but I doubt it. Are they gonna? Is A and M gonna play this year? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here, here, here's a fun SEC, part. SEC, right? We SEC. Yes. Yeah. We. This was like our year because like we have really. Um, an older team that have been working together. It's like Jimbo's third year uh, at the school. So everyone's under his, you know, understands his program and everything. And then like, we got, we weren't playing Clemson this year. Good. We were going to play uh, Colorado instead, which is like, hell yeah. And then we weren't going to play Georgia this year. We we're going to play Vanderbilt instead. Oh yeah. So it was like, it was like, oh yeah. Like people were talking about, we we're going to be undefeated going into the Bama game. At the end of like, it's great. <laughs> And uh, and then now it's an all conference schedule. So now they're like, oh yeah, now you're gonna play you know, number nine Florida and and or number eight Florida or whatever. Oh, fuck. There's, a, no, there's yeah. like a a sketch comedy group called SEC Shorts, and they they just came up one where it's like A and M breaking or the bad breakup between A and M and their 2020 schedule. It's, it's like the guy in an A and M shirt. He's like, but I thought we could just hang out still. And <laughs> like roll to that says like 2020 season. She's like, well, no, I'm just not feeling it. No, honestly, all of the FTC schools got fucked because they're in the toughest conference in college football. And now they have to just beat up on each other all season. Yeah. Like it's, and it's not going to happen anyways. We're going to make it a maybe because the first game is not to the end of the month. And like, they're already, um, having huge outbreaks at all the SEC schools. They have like 600 people at, at Alabama, like 400 a week. There was a week where Alabama had more positive COVID tests than the entire country of Canada. 
No, nobody cares. They're all still crowding bars. They're going to their cake parties. Like they don't care. Um, they're not dying, which is good. Uh, I don't think they're thinking enough about potential long-term effects, but they aren't. They aren't dying, so that's cool. I just I don't know how the football season is going to go uninterrupted uh, with all it's these not, giant gatherings happening. I don't. I don't see it happening. Um, you don't play college football to not go to parties and get pussy. Like that's not, <laughs> you're not so. Yeah, there's going to be some issues. I mean, hell, like, you could do the Clemson strategy and just have like 37 of your players get it in fucking July. So now they have antibodies for the next three months or so. So hey. you're good. Well, did y'all watch? Uh, well, and another big thing is like AM, they're real, we're real proud of the 12th man. Like our fans are the 12th man, make a bunch of noise at games or whatever. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. a ton of people are really upset they're not going to be able to go to games. Oh, your home field's fucked. Yeah, and like you can't go tailgating or anything. Are they they opening it in like a limited capacity, or is it no fans at all? They said half, and then they've come out with. I think they're down to like thirty percent now, or something. You can only sit in groups of five, so you're a family of six. It's like go sit over there, man. You're voted off the island. (laughs) Go over there, man. Yeah, you can stay with that random family. <laughs> You're part of them now. <laughs> so, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on going to any games this year, anyways. I was just, I was gonna go to tailgates and get messed up. But. I've never, I've never been to one. Actually, like I don't. Wait a minute. Oh, I've, I've been to a, a U of H game, and that was a lot of fun. But I haven't been to like a top tier like college football game. You have to you have to go to an A and M game at Kyle. There is literally nothing like it. And from the time I went, they can see even more people now. They increased it by like twenty thousand seats, so it's even crazier. There's there's literally nothing like it. Like, have you ever, you been to an NFL playoff game? Um, I don't think so. So, I, I mean, they're fucking loud. Uh, at times, it's that loud the whole time at AM games. Wow. And the one I went to, I sat in the student section. Oh, my God. It was loud as fuck. I couldn't sit down ever. It sucked. Yeah. AM students stand all game. That's what I heard. Yeah. I don't want to sit there. <laughs> yeah, I stood I stood the whole time. And then I'm thinking, oh, it's half time. I get a break. And then AM's band comes out. Nope. You got to stand for that shit, too. Uh, you can you can sit for the five minutes that the opposing band is out there. I can't go get a beer. Oh, you can. They've just they just started like a couple couple years ago serving beer in stadium. Okay. <laughs> so you used right. to like like people would have those. Have you ever seen those binoculars that like half of it's actually a flask? Yes. Yeah. So people would take those into the games. Uh, my cousin in law, she would put like Ziploc bags full of not full, but with a bunch of vodka in it, like in her put it in a giant scarf that she would like put it in. Oh, okay. And that's how she would smuggle it in. Cause like wow. you leave it, like you leave the last game I went to, I got like rip roaring drunk. The last <laughs> game before they, they served alcohol in there, got drunk and I went to the game and by halftime, I'm like sober and starting to get a hangover. Ugh, that's the worst. The yeah, worst. You can't leave and come back. Like, no. They won't let you, let you back in the stadium. So, 
I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go back to the tailgates and continue getting messed up. Yes. Get that headache out of there. Yeah. Because, I mean, you still got another couple hours of – and it was like a CBS game. Those go on for like five hours because they oh have so many God. commercial breaks. TV timeout. TV timeout. TV yeah. timeout. Uh, I hate that shit. Speaking of – I was talking to – well, Andrew, we were talking about – you get – well, Micah, do you remember Tattoo the Earth? Probably not. It was like mm-hmm. the, it was like this big concert for heavy metal bands in the valley that they had back in like '99 or '98. It was like 50 or 60 bands. It was like Slipknot, Slayer, Mudvayne, like like never seen anything like that in the valley. And my dad dropped me and my buddy John off, and uh, Andrew said he went with like uh, James and a, and a buddy Alex, and they were sneaking like joints in their shoes. And so they like rolled these big, like they bought like a quarter pound or something like that. They were rolling like these big ass joints, and they're they were hiding them in those like tall shot glasses you would get in like in like you'd see in like uh, novelty stores or like Mexico. Yeah, and I guess they were like shoving them in there, but they didn't like clean them out. <laughs> when they got through, they were like got through like all badass, and they went to like pull them out of the joints, and they just like completely came apart. Oh, no. <laughs> like I had to roll, had to roll like with the with the backup papers, and like I think he said he got like two joints out of like this whole mess of marijuana they had gotten through. Total disaster because it rained like a son of a bitch there too, so everything got wet. But yeah, just. I, yeah, I am. I, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say, I, I, whenever I started going to concerts when I was little or younger, uh, I think I went to my first one when I was actually in high school. I think I was a sophomore in high school. I went to a Clay Walker concert at the the VDL, and. Uh, I was. I still remember being like, "Holy crap!" Like people are just smoking weed in here, like openly. Like, there's a cop over there, and he's not giving a shit. He doesn't care. He's not getting paid enough for that shit. I know. I I saw Pantera there one time, and there was two. There was like it was like Morbid Angel and like Sepultura or Soulfly came on first, and there was so much weed smoke. Like in the, I got I got sick as a dog. Yeah. I was like 14 or 15. I didn't know. I you know hadn't been around it that much yet. Oh my god, it killed me. You pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I don't know. I say this as someone who who first saw somebody smoke crack when he was like nine or ten. I'm sorry. When I was nine or ten, I was exposed to some shit at an early age that my parents still don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, god damn it. Wait a minute. Have you guys seen have you guys seen fucking pictures out of uh like LA and San Francisco lately? Yeah. The the I saw the one from the Golden Gate Bridge where it's the sky's like red. It's it's insane. Yes. It looks like a fucking post apocalyptic wasteland, dude. I thought I saw a picture that somebody posted of the sun and it literally looks like somebody with a laser pointer is just like this is the sun. It's like this red dot. Like, uh, like it's surreal. It's so weird. I, I, I didn't know if that was actually true or bullshit. I, yeah, no, it's real. It's, it's all the way from Central California all the way up to uh, Washington State. Wow. Yes. This is how bad the fucking wildfires are. Like two weeks ago, I said California has two of the top ten biggest wildfires in their history right now, and they've just gotten bigger. Holy shit. Uh, 
Not to mention that somebody set off a 7,000 acre blaze at their fucking gender reveal party. Everybody knows it's a boy. It's a boy. This is, a, this is the second. It's the second wildfire in like the last eight months caused by a gender reveal party. Stop it. I want to say one of the first one of our first shows we ever did was like a park ranger. They were doing Tannerite with like 22s or whatever for a gender reveal. And it set off like 200 million acres in Arizona. But that was actually Tannerite doesn't actually produce a flame, though. This is what Uh, I want to say it was a Border Patrol agent. Yeah, maybe Border Patrol or Park Ranger. And he has to pay back like millions of dollars that he'll never be able to pay. That he'll never pay lies and deceit. I'm going to garnish your wages for the next 10 billion years. Does Tannerite not have any heat, though? No, okay. So a while back, like CBS News got in trouble. They got sued by the makers of Tannerite because they did some like special on it. And. It, the people watching it saw flames. They're like, hey, ours don't, like, Tannerite doesn't produce flames. So they sued CBS Evening News, and it came out that they actually had, like, hidden, like, gas canisters in there to make the explosion bigger. Fuckers. For TV. So that's how I know about that. I don't know. I've never actually shot it. Um, I've shot I it once or twice. It's like, oh, that was okay. I mean, I, I, I could have done that. When I grew up in the Valley, you know, we had the family farm. Yeah. That I could go do crazy stuff like that at. Now I live in Austin on like a postage stamp. So <laughs> I have nowhere I have nowhere to go blow up Tannerite. See, see, are you in a house or an apartment? I live in a house. I own my own house. Oh, you do? Okay. I didn't know you did that or not. That's cool, man. Congrats. Yeah. It's the smallest house in Austin, but five hundred and sixty square feet. No, no, it's not it's actually not that small. It's it's thirteen hundred square feet. Oh, that's plenty. It's right on yeah, for one dude and his dog. Yeah. Um one dude and his dog. It's it's right on the city limits, so like it. I bought it for cheap, and it's gone up like forty thousand dollars in value since I bought it. Motherfucker. Nice. Yeah. This motherfucker. Yeah, and they're, they're, they're gonna build a Tesla plant like twelve minutes from my house. So. Oh, what kind of plant? The new Tesla plant. Oh shit! Property values skyrocketing. Yep. Well, property taxes. Oh yeah. I live. I live in the. I live in the poorest, like the worst uh, school district in Austin, and my in a tiny house, and my taxes every year are like forty five hundred dollars. Like, it's ridiculous. Bunch of assholes. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Um, I know your taxes are high. They are, they definitely are, but they're not going to go up because the governor of Texas said any city that defunds the police will have their property taxes frozen, meaning they will not be able to increase them. Really? Yes. So even though Tesla's going to keep increasing the value of your home, your taxes will not go up. Did Austin defund the police? They, uh, they, they took away like a quarter of the budget or a third oh, of the budget, yeah. reallocated the funds. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah, I need to stop saying defund. I need to say reallocate because no one's really just defunding them. That's it's true. really all reallocation. We're going to move it over here. I did a ride along with Austin PD like four years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was uh, very interesting. Um, 
I, get, I, I definitely understand both sides of the issues there. Like, uh, I definitely believe that police have too much power and power not corrupts. enough. But they also don't have enough training, and um, I don't know. It's a tough situation all around. Yeah. But it was really interesting to go out on like calls where they're like, "Dude with a gun," and I'm just like riding in a car. And the the cop was like, stay in the car. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. (laughs) They didn't give you a vest? No. Uh, So they run it. They run a background check on you and I have a CHL. So like the lady called to be like, oh, yeah, this is when you can come out. She was like, remember, you can't bring your gun. Okay. okay." Like I get there and they're like, hey, you didn't bring your gun, did you? I'm like, no. And then, like, they hand me off to the guy that I've been riding with. He's like, you don't have your gun on you, do you? I'm like, no. I'm not trying to go all vigilante. Like, no, no, it just seems like a cool thing to do. Like, I can ride around with police officers for a night for free. This is funny because when we had a cop on the podcast, we talked about this. He's like, they're going to tell you not to bring your gun, but eh, you maybe bring your gun. <laughs> well, I, didn't, I didn't make it that far in that podcast. Yeah, that would have been one you were doing a. Well, we probably can't hold people's attention for two hours. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've uh, I listen to y'all when I work out. That's typically when I do it. Yeah. And um, I had one time where it was about this time of year. Last year, I was training for the New York City Marathon. And it was just, it was too fucking hot. I couldn't, I had a 15 mile run I had to do and I couldn't, I couldn't do it outside. So I went and did it on a treadmill and I listened to, I listened to y'all's podcast and another one like that took up the entire time for 15 hours. God damn. That's a long time to run on a treadmill. Holy shit. It's a long time to run at any place ever. For any reason. That's a long time to walk. It's a long (laughs) time to sit in a chair. Well, I, I was mean, sitting in this chair for, for fucking an hour and a half, and I fucking went to sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Head bobbing at us. Oh shit! I look like I look like an opponent on fucking Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, I mean, you're not. <laughs> but you look like, you look like the Mortal Kombat character. Mortal right Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Finish him! Finish him! I, I think- was finished. I think Juan is, is is presently trying to make make a meme of you, but he has been unsuccessful so far. <laughs> uh, he, God damn it! Because so, Juan was Juan was recording the entire thing. I know yeah. it was his fucking screenshot that I saw in the group chat. <laughs> oh fuck! All right, we're we're fucking we're we're deep we're balls deep into this podcast. I know people have shit to do, so. We're going to talk about disciplining children. Uh, Micah has a unique perspective on this. Uh, I have a different, but maybe unique perspective. I, I grew up in a house where I got physically disciplined, uh, spanked or whipped. Uh, and now that I have kids, I don't do that. So I try to come up with other ways to correct their behavior. Now, one of the things I came up with what last week was... I'm going to make my daughters do physical exercise. They're going to do push-ups, sit-ups, and they're going to run. And so I wanted to check with the people to, to see if they thought that was abusive. To me, I think it's it doesn't harm them. 
It's actually actively improving them. And it's just embarrassing enough to where it corrects behavior. Could be mood elevating too with endorphins releasing from uh, physical exercise and could help focus. There's no way they're going to run long enough in this heat to release endorphins because they're kind of pussies. I'm just throwing shit out there. <laughs> they're pussies, uh, man. They're like, you don't have to play outside. Get your ass outside because you're eight. You don't I, even know. Uh, what you're my parents got real. They 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 did. I mean, they they spanked us. We got spankings. Um, you know, my dad had a, a a belt that he used. My mom used a wooden spoon. Um, but then they came up with other ways, like for stuff that I guess wasn't a spankable offense. Uh, one of their favorite ones is they give us a, a HEB bag, and we had to go out. We lived out in the country on five acres, and we had to go out and fill the HEB bag up with stickers, like sticker bursts. Oh, take fuck. them out of the yard, That's and this was like back in the day when this was when we still had uh, paper bags from HEB. So they're they're big suckers. Yeah, and uh, you'd be out there for a while in the South Texas yeah. heat taking stickers. Yeah, by the time I graduated high school, you could walk barefoot all through our yard. There were no stickers. <laughs> we cleared that thing out. Gloves at least. Uh, no, you don't need gloves. You, you pick it up from the from the stem, you know. Are you the youngest uh, or the middle child? I'm the youngest. I have, I have, I have different kinds of, of stickers in my front yard. Like they, you can't just pick them up; they will be inside your finger. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. The like sticker birds, like they're like they're kind of round. These aren't round. I don't even know how to describe the shape. The shape. But one time I was sitting in my backyard and I I fucking ordered Postmates. And the lady called me saying she was outside, and I forgot how treacherous my front yard was. So I was jogging barefoot across it. I got halfway and had to stop. I was like, yeah. all right, you come here. I can't walk anymore. Then I spent 30 minutes coming out of my feet. Couldn't walk anymore. Our football well, dude, my feet were covered. Uh, and that shit hurt. They used to make us bear crawl through that shit. Remember that, mm-hmm. Mike? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Your hands would just be like fucking like Chewed a up. Yeah. Uh, give, us, give us an example of besides that one of inappropriate discipline that you feel you received as a child. Um, kneeling, kneeling is I, I don't even like to kneel in church anymore um, because kneeling was such a big punishment. We had a our marble foyer and we would kneel on that. Uh, one time had to kneel on like the plastic welcome mat that you can wipe your feet off on. So has a little. That was we were down at the beach and we had done something and my sister and I had to kneel on that and we had like deep indentions in our knees when we were uh, that. Uh, that one, I, I mean, I didn't. I, I still don't like. That. I'd rather get spanked than do that. Yeah, get it over with. I've got no, yeah. I got no meat on my knees. So it was just you're straight on bone. Ugh. Um, yeah, and then if like we got out of bed at night, my dad would we're like, we're not tired. My dad be like, all right, go do jumping jacks till you are tired. <laughs> Because they're doing jumping jacks in the foyer, trying to watch TV in the reflection off the window. <laughs> Whatever you like, this is bullshit. I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because you get to determine when you stop, right? Yep. That's exactly right. It was as long that's as I want to be. Having to kneel for a forced amount of time on rice or marble or welcome mats. I thought it wasn't the broom handle a thing. Didn't people have to do like broom handles? 
Uh, like like kneel on a broom a, handle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kneel on a broom handle. I thought that was a thing. I never got that oh. one. Oh, good. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I never had to kneel either. I was very indisciplined child, obviously. If we were like out in the garage working on a car or something, and I was goofing off, yeah. instead of holding the flashlight, you know, correctly. <laughs> there's that meme that's like, oh, you think you think you're been yelled at? I used to have to hold the flashlight for my dad, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and I just like goofing off, and my dad had—I don't even know where he got it. He was a—he was an old country boy, so uh, he had a a section, probably about five foot section of um, railroad track, a metal piece. And he would have me high port it up and down our driveway. Our driveway up and down is about 150 yards, 150 meters. Oh, I have to run up and down it with it held above my head. Oh, you must have been great at fucking black halos. Uh, I never had to do them because I didn't fuck up because I ah. corporal punishment works. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to have to do that. For those it definitely works. Uh, it works at gaining compliance, but what does it hurt in the process? My shoulders. <laughs> no, I'm very serious. I, I, I think I have like a messed up left shoulder partially from that. That very. Any of got beat with a switch or an extension cord? Um, wire hanger. Ah, uh, when my mom got mad, typically it was the closest thing she could grab. And uh, so that's how, if you're in the kitchen, it was a wooden spoon. If you're in a bedroom, it's a wire hanger. Mm. And they, those things, they whistle when they go through the air. Yeah. Whatever you could get. I wasn't really, I mean, I got spanked occasionally. Um, I was, uh, I, my mom was like, I don't know. They would guilt trip the fuck out of us, man. They would make us feel so bad, like mentally, like crushy sometimes. But uh, I thought my dad would kick us in the ass anytime there was something that we like hadn't done. They would always like walk with our hands behind our back because we knew a fucking, <laughs> we knew a fucking boot was going to come into our ass. But I, I was actually fortunate that um, my dad, and his brother and sisters, they were they were they were a hundred percent, hundred ten percent abused growing up. Like anything, extension cords, switches, punches, kicks, like and you you fucking name it, man. Uh, Terrible. He wasn't going to do that. Terrible, terrible abuse. And uh, yeah, my dad, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure my uncle came like this close to shooting his father at some point. Um, yeah, just a horrible, horrible environment. So I'm, I'm, I'm super blessed. I, I mean, it sucks. It sucks. They had to go through that, but you know, he changed, he made sure that he wasn't going to do that. Um, God, I, I don't know if it made him better people or what, man, but I, I, can, I can guarantee you my, my uncle, my, my 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 dad's uh, oldest brother, um, yeah, man. There's there's some shit I don't even want to get into on here because it's so embarrassing. I wouldn't I want I wouldn't want to put that on it on anybody. Yeah, I think I think we all have some of those stories. So don't feel like you're by yourself. There's there's some of the discipline used on members of my family that I will not talk about on here because uh, they're just degrading and demeaning. Yeah, uh, I will say just in case anybody I'm related to listen to this. Even though I did get hit with switches and an extension cord once, that was never my parents who did that. It was my grandparents. Ah. Um, we, uh, what I always found interesting was when you got older and you went from physical punishment to uh, uh, groundings and stuff like that. I spent a year grounded <laughs> from, from end of sophomore year to almost end of junior year of high school. I was grounded and I, I just would dig myself deeper. <laughs> deeper and I, I 
at one point, um, I couldn't listen to music. This is on top of everything else. This is on top of like, had to ride the bus to and from school, had to, you know, couldn't talk on the phone, couldn't use the internet, um, couldn't go out, uh, except for Boy Scouts and um, church. And then uh, I got, got to the point where like, I couldn't listen to music. And if I was reading a book, I had to have a note from a teacher at school saying it was related to school. Well, because I was a huge bookworm, and so I was with, they were just taking away what I loved. Uh, and I, I fought it, man. I fought every step of the way. And then my dad pulled the greatest high risk, high reward situation where he told me, Hey, you're ungrounded. I give up on you. Oh, no. My dad's giving up on me. And I became a better kid after that. <laughs> it wasn't until years later, I was like, Damn, he got me good. He tricked me really well. He way. did, man. <laughs> I will say that if you have to put your fucking kid in what's basically solitary confinement anytime they're not at school or in scouts, then your form of discipline is ineffective and you should probably get therapy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's not around. I can't ask him about it anymore. I was a dick of a child, though. Like, at that point in my life, I mean, oh, yeah. I was definitely a terrible person. Um not terrible. Yeah, I was. But during that time, I, uh, I I'm very proud of this. I was at a garage sale for some reason, and I found a cordless phone for sale and I bought it and I like crawled up behind some stuff in my house where I knew there was a telephone jack. Plugged it in there. And then I, when my parents went to bed at night, they would take their cordless phone. And so then I had this other one that they didn't know about. <laughs> so I could talk on it. And uh, that's genius. Um, well, what I didn't know, I didn't read the box well enough. Uh, but when the battery would get low, it would start beeping to tell you. So, like one day, my mom's at home while I'm at school, and she's like, What's that beeping coming from Micah's room? And sure enough, like under my pillow, on the phone. the phone. And I got in deeper trouble because, you know, I was breaking the rules. Of course. But still, I could see like a little bit of like glimmer in their eye of like, damn, I respect nice you. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. You were working. It was the gears were turning and you were, uh, yeah, you were at least uh, using your creative mind to like figure yeah. out. Improvise, adapt, overcome, right? That's right, man. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Here's another, What's up? Here's another question. I, I ask myself this sometimes, but I'm not sure what my answer is yet. If you could go back in time and I guess alter the type of discipline that was administered to you, would you? Because I, I say this because a lot of people are like, you know, people are like, oh, there's studies that show that physical discipline like spanking and beating doesn't actually work. They just make your kid, your kids scared and they cause them problems later in life. And then you have everybody else on the other side saying, well, I got, I got spanked, I got whipped, but I turned out fine. Um, would you alter any of the discipline that was administered to you when you were a kid? Probably just the kneeling. Um, just cause that one, that's something that's still, or, uh, yard work is another one. Like I have so many, yeah, we're, we're going to do an age where I have a bunch of friends that are like, they're ultimate dads. So they spend so much time in the yard. I'm sure their yard is great. And I'm like, uh, uh. I pay yeah. some. I have a tiny backyard. I pay a kid to mow it for me. I, I'm the same way, dude. I despise fucking yard work because anytime I fucked up, 
that's what I ended up doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I, I remember being like 12 and I'm pushing this fucking lawnmower and it just rained, but dad's making me out there, like cut it anyway. Cause I fucked up. And I'm just like, I swear to God, one day I'm never going to fucking do this ever again. Wow. <laughs> and God damn it. I'm not going to mow the fucking. Yard. No, no, I've, I'm going to, when I eventually, I want to buy land out in the country somewhere and I'm going <laughs> to, my yard's going to be desert landscape. It's going to be all cactuses and shit like that, that I don't have to, do anything with no maintenance no nothing man or if i'm or if i'm rich i'll just hire somebody to take exactly. care of it. or i'll just get like, some people i like the idea of like like i know everybody's got like a grass yard but just having like like my mom in their backyard she's got fucking like wild sweet potatoes growing over here and like weird shit growing over here like fuck the hoa i'm just gonna have shit like this growing everywhere yeah but yeah those are the two things because the kneeling because like i said i can't even kneel in church anymore I always, I always end up doing that. When it comes time to kneel, I do that thing where you're like half sitting on the pew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, you're like kind of like down like this. Just kind of yeah, reclined a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I can't do that. so that, and then the the. Well, I don't know. I the working outside. At least I learned stuff. I learned like small engine repair because we had a shitty lawnmower that always break, and I'd have to fix it. Oh, that's good. Oh, here's one for you. Did y'all ever have like you go out and you have like a like we had a push mower and you'd go to crank it up and I, I'd be out there for like ten minutes just trying, trying, and finally I would be like <sighs> and go inside and tell my dad I'm like it's not starting. And he'd go out there and oh, first no. try, it starts. I'm like, Every God time. damn it. Every yeah. time. Did yep. you prime it? Did you check the oil? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't check the oil? The plug was clean. <laughs> Oh I mean, man! And then my dad would follow me around and be like, "Look at all these fucking spots you missed." Really. <laughs> Look at those grass. There'd be like this one fucking piece of grass, you know, like. And he would be like, when I was younger, he would weed eat, right? I, I wasn't, I wasn't entrusted with the weed eating because I'd fuck everything up, right? But he'd come around like, "Look at this fucking half-ass. You could have got closer to the orange tree." And da 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 da. da. <laughs> Fucking happen. Yeah, they be yelling at me about fucking up the orange tree, man. Uh, always happen. What I know, my dad would berate me if I pulled it. He wanted me to push it. Oh, if you like to it behind you, build the football muscles. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like taking it on a block, he wanted me to push it. So, my, uh, it was kind of interesting because, like, we grew, we had four kids in the family. I was the youngest. So we each had um, a section of the yard to mow because it's a big, big yard. It's probably two acre yard. We lived on five, but some of that was pasture, and then we lived on a couple, couple acres that we had to mow. And so I was the youngest, so I had the smallest portion. And then uh, my brother, who's actually the second oldest, he had the biggest portion because he was the biggest out of all of us. But then as they graduated, I just my portion got bigger and bigger. And so like by the time I was a junior and senior in high school, I'd have to like go out there and do two acres by myself with a push mower. Oh, fuck that. Well, then I, I broke the, I broke the push mower one time. I ran over a stump. Yeah. Just, just destroyed it. And my dad was like, all right, well, you're buying, you're buying us a new lawnmower because you destroyed that one. And I was like, okay. And the, the deal was like, I would mow the yard for free for like a year. I got, cause normally I get like five bucks every time I mow the yard. Five, ten bucks. Oh, you got money? Yeah. yeah. Five dollars um, for mowing an acre is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, barely, it's barely money. But uh, uh, so I, I broke the lawnmower, and so he goes out and he buys a riding lawnmower. As soon as like, you get the house, 
yeah, I'm like, I leave in a year and you get a, you finally get a riding lawnmower. Yeah. Like, uh, and that thing, he bought it used. It had like flat tires. And so we had to like work on it to get it running again. Of course. And like, I, I have memories of me on like a Saturday night knowing I had to mow the next day, like underneath the lawnmower, like working on it. I listened to AM lose to Texas Tech. Like an entire game where all all either side could do was kick field goals, and I listened to the entire game working on this goddamn lawnmower to get it up and running. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Oh, uh, shit! God damn it! Imagine like if 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 my dad had had a fucking riding lawnmower growing up, I would have been way more compelled to mow the goddamn yard. Way yeah. more. So my my. Oldest nephew just finally got old enough to my dad. My brother sent a picture of him drinking a beer in front of my nephew on a. They have a riding lawnmower because they're out in the country and they have a few acres. Yeah. Uh, but he was telling me that like when Caleb starts getting going too fast, he has a way enough for the you know has that kill switch when you get off the seat. Oh shit! Up. He gets going fast and he starts getting bumps and cuts <laughs> out. Well, it sputters because it's just long enough for him to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, awesome. See, so we have on his lap, man. It'll be fine. Yeah, if you go, if you, like, I was at Tractor Supply the other day looking at their lawnmowers, and I was like, hell yeah, I would mow in one of these. Like, got a cup holder, like, room for a little cooler on there. Like, yep. yeah. It's like that King of the Hill episode where they're in that uh, focus group where they're just trying to show that that new lawnmower. Remember that, Christian? <laughs> and they all love it. He's like, no. Hank gets all pissed off. He's like, a seat warmer, Bill? Are you serious? That's where your beer goes. You know, he's like, oh, it's like it's like uh, it's like Twelve Angry Men meets King of the Hill, and like he's, he's he has yeah. to play like all of them. It's fantastically done. I love that episode, dude. All right, all right, check it out. We got we got to close here. Let's get off a of discipline. Couple questions: Have y'all started watching season two of the boys yet? I have not. I watch it with Do my it. sister, and I haven't been able to go over to it. I got the only drop, like, three episodes, so I'm like, fuck them. I'm going to wait. Are you waiting? Yeah. I, I don't blame you for waiting. I couldn't wait. I watched I watched the first three episodes twice. <laughs> Are they good? Oh, I like it. I like where it's going. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you need to binge it all at one time, then you got to wait a few weeks. Okay. Um, I could say that um, I did get some horrible parenting punishment this weekend. As I'm going to throw my mother into fuckery island, um, so we all went to Gene's house for that barbecue, like I was telling you. And my buddy, damn it, Martin, he comes over and uh, he can't get out to like 10:30 at the bar. So most people are kind of like, you know, they're taking off little by little. And uh, the last, the last three standing was me, Gene, and Martin. And my parents or my mom and Bruce had gone home. Uh, she was getting tired, right? So they went home around like 11 or or midnight. We stay up pounding Budweiser's till two o'clock in the morning. Martin's like, I'll give you a ride. I was like, cool, dude. So I'm not tired. So I'll get back to the house. And, uh, you know, my dog nine comes outside with me. And we're sitting on the back porch just drinking a beer. I'm on my phone, you know, just hanging out, just trying to get, a, like, you know, a little buzz and go to sleep, you know, around three o'clock. And uh, nine's like, this sucks, dude. I'm going inside. And she's like scratching the door. I'm like, hey, motherfucker, come here. You can hang outside. You're a dog. And um, well, I guess she woke up. Uh, the old folks because they went to let nine in and my mom was butt fucking naked. No! Yes! 
To which I say, God damn it, fucking old naked people. <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, sorry. Unseen that I will never. No, no. <laughs> so, oh, I, no. so I stayed outside for another like three hours and drank as much beer as to purge this fucking memory from my brain as I possibly could, but it's impossible. I might, I might have went and got a fucking motel room, bro. <laughs> Oh no, I text my sister because my sister moved out and I was like, I'm fucking staying at your house from now on. This ain't fucking happening ever again. I don't think I got out of bed till noon the next day because I was rough. Uh, uh, um Micah, do you have anybody to send the fuckery island? Justin's sister for throwing a drink on me in a bar full of people and then beating the shit out of me just in general. Like we're getting ready to leave. She came over and I thought she was gonna give me a hug goodbye. And instead, she like just starts like grabbing my love handles. Like, and Justin's sister has like vice grips for hands. She does. They're really strong. <laughs> super strong. And she's just squeezing the shit out of me. And I was like, stop that. Like, what are you doing? Um, so I'll send her there and then the dove that doesn't fucking show up. Um, I don't, I'm sorry she gets so beady, man. I was like, what was the one like? Well, I, I was talking shit to her too. Why oh, so you were acting her on? I, I was just calling her sippy because I said she needed a sippy cup. Yeah. And um, uh, and I'd like to take a moment also to mention that Juan bought a police grade breathalyzer. Oh, that's right. Which, I forgot all about the breathalyzer. Friday night, the last time I blew, and I did drink after it, but the last time I blew, I blew a point two two. I was like, I am not okay to drive. I am not okay to drive. And I'm not even okay to work the Uber app at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber app starts moving in all kinds of weird directions. I'm where I am. Yeah. Well, it sucks because you have to wait 10 minutes after your last drink for to get free to blow to get an accurate reading. So yes. when you're like at a bar, like waiting 10 minutes without a drink is impossible. It's like forever. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely forever. And uh, uh, like it was nice to have like because it was no refusal weekend this weekend. So um, it was nice to have like we're down on the farm drinking beers, shooting birds, and you're like, okay, yeah, well, let me let me blow before we we leave, just yeah, make sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm a point oh five. Okay, I'm good. Let's go. Um, that was nice to have. That would be nice to have. I've always I've always wanted to get one, and then I just never did. Yeah, it was like eighty bucks, which I can't decide if that's expensive or not. Don't don't get one. I don't have to get one. One has one. <laughs> That's right. He's got a friend. Hang out with that dude like all the time. I'm get one. I, I, if Justin does get one, I want him to keep it a secret from me. <laughs> My I'm power just, level is. I'm gonna, yes. <laughs> well, it becomes a pissing match. Is where it exactly. I'm gonna win that, but gonna I'm gonna win. lose in the end. You're gonna what? I said, I'm going to win that, but I'm going to lose in the You're end. You're going to lose. That's exactly right. Wait, I got to send people to Fuckery Island. I don't know if y'all heard about this, but novelist Bob Woodward apparently has recordings of Trump talking about COVID in early February, saying that he knew that it was very, very contagious and much more deadly than the flu, but then downplayed the virus to the rest of the nation for months. There are recordings of this. I'm sending Donald Trump and novelist Bob Woodward to Fuckery Island because Bob Woodward has had these recordings for six months and not gone public because he has a book to put out and wants to sell copies. 
So we could have told all of us the truth and we wouldn't have 180,000 dead, but money was more important. America. So we're at over 180,000 dead when they both knew the truth and neither of them told us. Fucker, I am. It's the American way, man. It is. That's exactly what I that's exactly what I tweeted when I saw this. That yep. this is America. Money over people. Money over people. Hey, speaking, what are we gonna do next week for D D, guys? David's out. Oh. Uh, um Josh has other little ones that he can run. We go back to D D. Uh I'm gonna get with David and get his system that that six sided die system and I'm gonna run a Western campaign at some point. I don't know. I think he mailed me something. You can like, you could get the one D six system online for like five bucks. Um, it's just, do you want to come up with a campaign or do you want to buy a pre built one? That's when the, the money comes into play. Really? Well, I have that. I have that Western one. I bought a while back that I didn't realize I couldn't find everything for it. So I have a campaign. I just have to kind of, Move everything over to that that six sided system. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we could if if we don't have anything, we'll just play. You don't know Jack. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I need to spend some time. Spend some time learning how to use Twitch, so we can use that, so we can play other games, where you can hear stuff. Twitch. That was all vodka. Jesus, I wasn't prepared. Oh yeah, Christian came over for. uh, we were watching the, the the game seven of Oklahoma Rockets, so Rockets Thunder, and I usually drink out of these little sixteen ounce beer glasses. I put my bourbon in those, but Christian puts his vodka in there too, and I had left mine by my little. I have a little whiskey barrel that I is like my end table in the garage, and uh, I thought it was my my beer, and it was about this much left, like half a pint. I fucking down that whole thing, dude. I fell straight on the floor. I was gonna die. <laughs> I've been poisoned. <laughs> yeah, man, vodka sucks, bro. It oh, sucks. It does. I don't know why you drink it. Doing that shot of the menthol stuff was was great. Um, oh. oh, you're gonna get some whenever. Oh, you're okay. in town. I, have, I have my own liquor that I'm gonna take over whenever I finally come to visit. Oh, good. Uh, and it's called Jepson's Malort. We and know it. Oh, Jepson's Malort? Okay. I, I, I went to Chicago and asked for it at a bar, and they didn't have any. I was pissed. No, I know about Malort from fucking listening to the Blitz, where they drink nasty liquor on purpose, and Malort was one of them. We yeah. had a whole show about Malort. <laughs> oh, well, I, I did a whole bottle of I it. I did a whole so. history or whatever on it. It's you a, did, but I was probably drunk during that drunk history. <laughs> Well, I have a bottle of it, and so whenever you come over to my house for the first time, anybody, it's my rule that you have to do a shot of Jefferson's Malort. I'll do I'll do one with you. At this point yeah. in my life, I've done probably about 30 of them. Um, but uh, have you ever seen the ad campaigns for it? I think I may have watched one or two when I was... Well, it's like, Malort, tonight's the night you fight your dad. Or like, <laughs> Malort, keep your mouth in the ball. Yeah. Um, good stuff, man. But yeah. All right. Okay, let me see. Yeah, we do have we have a good. Uh, I'm gonna get to Jerry Lawson one of these days. Uh, let's see. Oh, McAfee, men. I now understand masks, though they limit breathing and will likely shorten our lives no more than the average doctor. 
they have this advantage. After rebreathing our stale, damp, dense air all day, when we finally take them off and our bitches sits on our face, wow. That's a McAfee tweet of the week. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So here's the rip. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, Hal Singer was a hit-making jazz saxophonist and R&B performer known for his 1940s number one hit song, Combrid. Uh Constance Weldon was a pioneering tuba player, believed to be the first woman to play the tuba in a major American orchestra when she played, when she joined the Boston Pops in 1955. And um, you guys tell me if I forgot somebody, because, man, I, I, I'd be out on the news sometimes. But uh, this one was cool because I actually participated in some of this. Not, not really, but Forrest Fenn, a uh, U.S. Air Force veteran who retired with the rank of major. Uh, he was also an author. He hit a treasure chest in the wilderness after a 1988 cancer diagnosis, and he wrote a poem with clues to its location and included it in his 2010 self-published memoir, The Thrill of the Chase. Uh, Fenn described filling the chest with gold nuggets and coins, antique jewelry, rubies, emeralds, and ancient Chinese jade carvings. It was a tantalizing mystery, and some were unable to ignore the urge to search for it. Treasure hunters quit their jobs and depleted their life savings in search of Fenn's treasure. Several people died in the hunt prompting some authorities to ask Fenn to call it off. He insisted that the chest was findable by a single person hidden in a location that wasn't dangerous to access. And earlier this year, Fenn announced that they had indeed a guy had actually fucking found it, although he wanted to be, um, I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago because they had found it. Um, this guy on the East coast retrieved it in Wyoming, although he didn't reveal exactly where the chest was, which kind of sucks because there's this whole poem that he wrote it's really like ambiguous and you have to figure out like where it is and he doesn't like tell you like where it was or oh uh, it was in wyoming yeah everyone thought it was going to be in new mexico or colorado right. but it was in wyoming it's, it that's was all you would say about it yeah which sucks i want to take it that you know what i'm i'm just gonna tell someone where it is so people stop dying yeah <laughs> I I got into it for a while. I, I found the the poem and I was like getting on Google and like chat rooms and shit trying to see like what people thought. I had this I had this theory about Southern Canada. <laughs> Obviously that was wrong, but well you weren't that you weren't that far off. Yeah. Uh, all I remember got so like far Brown or something. I can't remember. Yeah, the House of Brown. And I found there was a there was a there was an author that lived in Southern Canada. And it was like where the waters met and his his house, his childhood house was there. So I, I got up to a point and I was like, I don't know where the fuck to go from here. So maybe I, maybe I got like a quarter of the way there. I have no idea because, well, he never explains it. But rip, Forrest Ben. He lived long enough for a guy to find his treasure, so that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Micah, you some bitch. It's good for having me, guys. Weekend, dude. Yeah, it's good to see you this weekend too, man. I hope we do it again real Thank soon. Up over bananas, Foster. Yes. And Christian, I did not sleep with that girl. Uh, I know you we, didn't. We did split a check down the middle, so. All right. You just had a nice dinner and went your own way. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. And she thinks Justin's cute. So. Hey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do we? You're gonna do the, the handoff? <laughs> No, damn it. We got to go. We got to go. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Man. It was fun. Cool. Thanks, Micah. Fuck the 18th, boys. We'll see you next week. Hey. hey. Girls.
What is happening? Are y'all's teeth brushed? What's going on? They were outside. 